the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The UK agrees to a new security deal with Finland and Sweden, bringing both countries a step closer to NATO membership. For us, uh, joining NATO would be not against anybody. A Democrat-led bill to codify abortion rights fails in the Senate. Make no mistake, it is not Roe v. Wade codification. It's an expansion. Americans want accountability from the government over the national baby formula shortage. It's an urgent issue for parents like me who have uh, who are feeding their babies formula right now. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Thursday, May 12th. I'm Mike Scott. In the ongoing war in Ukraine, Ukraine stopping the flow of Russian natural gas through a hub that feeds European homes and industry. This comes after Russian forces failed to quickly overrun the capital, forcing President Vladimir Putin to shift focus to the country's eastern heartland of the Donbass. However, one of his commanders has suggested Moscow's plans are broader saying it also hopes to take control of the country's south and cut it off from the coast. Russian-appointed authorities in the southern Ukraine city of Kherson announced plans Wednesday to seek annexation. Meantime, a 21-year-old Russian soldier alleged to have killed an unarmed civilian riding a bike in the Sumy region of northeast Ukraine on February 28 will become the first person to stand trial for war crimes since the war began. Republican Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas joined the Salem Radio Network, says that the Pentagon is describing Russia's war against Ukraine as a stalemate. The fight in the Donbass right now is a stalemate. Uh, That does not mean peace. It does not even mean armistice or ceasefire. It means very intense fighting with no decisive outcome. Cotton says that he believes Ukraine can still win back some of its territory taken by Russia. As long as we continue to support Ukraine to ensure they have the arms that they need to defend their territory, I don't think you'll see further Russian advances. And and in some point, I think you could see the catastrophic collapse of Russian morale uh, that would allow the Ukrainians to break out and seize the rest of their territory back. The Arkansas senator says he's worried the U.S. could face military supply shortages as well. The fact that we have allowed our industrial base to wither to the point it could take 18 to 30 months to replace our stockpiles is unacceptable. And I think it requires a major infusion uh, of money to the uh, Department of Defense uh, that will then be able to run these lines at full capacity and beyond to make sure that we don't face a shortage. European history in the making this week, as British Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced he has agreed to new security deals with Sweden and Finland pledging to support both countries' armed forces should they come under attack. Finland and Sweden are set to announce their positions on NATO membership this week. It will be a serious blow to Russia, 
as its military struggles to make decisive gains in Ukraine. Finnish President Saili Ninesta says that should Finland join NATO, it is for his country's security and not to take away security from anyone else. For us, uh, joining NATO would be not against anybody. We would like to maximize, maximize our security in way or another while thinking uh, membership in NATO. But it is not a zero-sum game. If Finland increases its security, it's not away from anybody else. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson says that joining NATO does include military assistance, but NATO countries assist each other based on the nature of that request. The, the solemn declaration is itself clear, and what it says is that in the event of a disaster uh, or in the event of an attack on either of us, then yes, we will come to each other's assistance, uh, including uh, with military assistance, but the nature of that assistance will, of course, uh, depend upon uh, the request. Johnson went on to explain that the purpose of NATO is strictly for defense. NATO is a defensive alliance. NATO poses, NATO, uh, poses no threat uh, to anyone. It is there uh, for the purposes of mutual uh, defense. Belonging to NATO would be an historic development for the two Nordic countries. Sweden has avoided military alliances for more than 200 years, while Finland adopted neutrality after its defeat by the Soviet Union in World War II. The Senate fell far short Wednesday in a rushed effort toward enshrining Roe v. Wade abortion access as federal law. The Women's Health Protection Act was blocked by a Republican filibuster and a lack of necessary Democrat votes. On this vote, the yeas are 49, the nays are 51. Three-fifths of the senators duly chosen and sworn not having voted in the affirmative. The motion is not agreed to. The Women's Health Protection Act is a Democrat-led bill that would effectively codify a right to an abortion. The almost party-line tally may be the first of several efforts in Congress to try and preserve Roe v. Wade, which declares a constitutional right to abortion services. Senator Patty Murray said Senate Republicans have made themselves clear. Well, I am angry and I'm disappointed and I am here to tell you that what we saw today is Republicans telling Americans all over this country, and women in particular, that their voice is more important than yours, that what they believe in is more important than your choice about your own body and your own family and your own future. Murray says she believes the fight to defend the right to an abortion is not over. We are not going to let Senate Republicans override women's voices. They may have spoken out today. They may feel they've won today. But women of America, it's time for us to stand up and fight, and that is exactly what we're going to do. Democrat Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia explains why he was against the bill from the get-go. The bill we have today to vote on, the Women's Health Protection Act, and I respect people who support, but don't make no mistake, it is not Roe v. Wade codification. It's an expansion. It wipes 500, 500 state laws off the books. It expands abortion. And with that, 
that's not where we are today. We should not be dividing this country further than we're already divided. And it's it's really the, the, the politics of Congress that's dividing the country. It's not the people. They, they're telling us what they want. And uh, it's just disappointing that uh, we're going to be voting on a piece of legislation, which I will not vote for today. RNC Chairwoman Rona McDaniel also reacted to the defeat of the bill, saying, quote, it is another reminder of how extreme and out of touch they are, end quote. A federal judge on Tuesday dismissed a lawsuit challenging Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's law dissolving Disney World's Reedy Creek Improvement District. The suit, which was filed by William Sanchez, a Miami lawyer who is a Democratic candidate for Senate, claimed that Florida was violating a state law called the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, as well as contractual agreement with Reedy Creek bondholders. The judge said the claims were not sufficiently mature and said the court didn't have concrete evidence to make a decision. The plaintiffs are expected to refile their complaint next week. The U.S. District Court Judge Cecilia Altanaga, whom former President George W. Bush appointed, cited many reasons to dismiss the suit, including the federal court's lack of standing over state issues and the tentative nature of the plaintiff's claims. The bill, which DeSantis signed on April 22nd, will not go into effect until July. Meanwhile, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill this week designating November 7 as Victims of Communism Day. During the signing, DeSantis highlighted the connection between Florida and its Cuban citizens. From 1959 to 1974, more than 650,000 Cubans came to the United States to, to flee the oppressive communist regime of Fidel Castro. Many of them came to South Florida, either by plane or by boat, and once they landed, uh, they would be taken right here to the Freedom Tower, where they would receive assistance and began uh, their new life in the United States. The bill will require Florida students to learn about the destructive effects of communism around the world. There's more fallout over the lack of formula. Parents across the country are scrambling to find formula to feed their children as they're finding store shelves empty. The problem began over supply chain issues, but was exacerbated after Abbott Nutrition, a major manufacturer, recalled Similac and other formula products earlier this year. Over four infant hospitalizations from bacterial infections and two infant deaths. The national out-of-stock level reached 43% for the week ending May 8, according to information gathered by Data Assembly. CBS's Caitlin Huey-Byrne says the baby formula shortage is a huge problem. Well, it's an urgent issue for parents like me who have uh, who are feeding their babies formula right now. And lucky for us, we have another parent in the briefing room, Ed O'Keefe, who asked <laughs> Jen Psaki about this issue today, about the formula shortage that is really becoming a national crisis. Um, the White House maintains, from Jen Psaki's point of view, that they are, or they argue, that they are working with manufacturers to increase production, to optimize uh, supply lines and the supply chain. And so they want to show that they're they're working on it. Huey Burns goes on to say that there is mounting pressure from Americans for government accountability. You're starting to see 
uh, pressure applied in, in terms of government accountability. Um, so it is interesting that Cotton is bringing this up. I think the point that he was making that this could affect uh, poor families and those who have uh, little options, fewer options, formula is extremely expensive uh, already. And so if there's a shortage, uh, those who are left out of this equation, you know, should really be the focus here. House Minority Whip Steve Scalise says relentless inflation and shortages like baby formula can be traced back directly to President Biden's policies. Gas prices are higher today than they were a few weeks ago. Families are paying over $150 in many cases to fill their vehicle, and they're angry about it. No, by the way, if you're trying to drive to the grocery store to buy baby food, you can't because there's no baby food on the shelf. This is an embarrassment. On Wednesday, Republican representatives Randy Feenstra of Iowa and Stephanie Bice of Oklahoma introduced a bill that seeks to alleviate the pressure many parents are facing by standardizing regulations and allowing the U.S. to, quote, safely import foreign infant formula to complement domestic production, particularly during times of severe shortage like American families are facing now, end quote. The FDA says it's also working with Abbott to restart production at its Michigan facility, as well as other manufacturers, to maximize production. The rate of inflation for consumer prices declined slightly in April, according to Labor Department data published Wednesday. The overall year-over-year price of consumer goods and services is now 8.3%, which is a drop from March's 40-year high of 8.5%. That's a slightly lower deceleration than what some economists expected. Ahead of the Labor Department's data release, 52 economists surveyed by Bloomberg projected an median estimated inflation rate of 8.1%. On the floor of the Senate, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says Democrats' policies have led directly to higher costs. It is this president and his all-Democratic government who have drained American families' pocketbooks. McConnell says Americans know who to blame for high inflation. Everyone knows where this inflation came from, but President Biden just can't seem to admit it. He just makes excuses that no one is buying. Senator Dan Sullivan of Alaska joining the Salem Radio Network said the Biden administration is refusing to take responsibility for helping cause the spike in inflation. First, it's not happening. Then it was transitory. Then you might remember, oh, this is a high class problem. Then it was, well, actually, this is a good thing. Then it was, it was COVID's fault. Then it's Putin's fault. And now it's the ultra-MAGA Republicans' fault. Hyundai is recalling more than 200,000 mid-sized cars in the U.S. because fuel hoses can leak in the engine compartment, and that can cause fires. Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House has details on that story. The recall covers certain 2013 and 2014 Sonata sedans, many of which were recalled for the same problem in 2020. The Korean automaker says in documents posted by U.S. safety regulators that a low-pressure fuel hose can crack over time due to heat from the engine. That can cause fuel leaks and increase the risk of a fire. 
a passenger with no apparent flying experience, managed to land a small plane in Florida after their pilot became incapacitated following a medical emergency. In audio obtained from air traffic control towers at Fort Pierce, the unidentified passenger can be heard saying that he had a serious problem. I've got a serious situation here. My pilot has gone The passenger, though, seems to keep a cool head, even though he didn't have any experience flying a plane. No idea how to fly the airplane. Uh, Roger, what's your position? I have no idea. I see the coast of Florida in front of me, and I have no idea. The dispatcher tried to talk the passenger through keeping the plane level while they located that plane's position. Try to hold the wings level and see if you can start uh, descending for me. Yeah, I'm thinking about descending right now at 550 feet a minute. Maintain wings level and uh, just try to follow the coast, either north or southbound. We're trying to locate you. Finally, air traffic controllers were able to guide the passenger through a safe landing. Man, they did a great job. Did you say the passengers landed the airplane? That's correct. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. No, great job. The single-engine Cessna 208 landed successfully at Palm Beach International Airport after it had departed from Marsh Harbor, Bahamas, about an hour and a half before the miracle landing. Officials are not releasing names of those on board. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.